Alright, we locked in right now. It's the Will One Podcast. <laughs> Boy Master Twice. We got a special guest in the cut right here. It's my good friend Steph. Steph, introduce yourself to the people. Hello, I'm Stephanie. <laughs> 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 uh, what kind of introduction do you want? I'm, oh, I'm partially well. paralyzed. I'm a nurse, you know. She's helping us through this this tough time, you know. Tough times, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Working behind a desk right now. That can. That, how is that so far? Awful. Like, no, you're not a desk person. No, no. I went into nursing because I don't want to do desk work hands on yeah. hands on hands field. on hands on yeah. Uh, well before we get back into all that now we're gonna have to start like you know the early life you know bring us way back you know early life how you grew up family siblings everything all that well i was born in 1989 okay as a girl <laughs> i happen to still be a girl <laughs> just so happens <laughs> she she yeah i guess is that what they go right now i don't know <laughs> uh no early childhood i was adhd super hyper super active not the smartest kid and uh yeah then i had a friend who challenged me and i was like fuck this bitch she's better <laughs> than me at everything it's like all right i'm gonna actually try now and then then i Started to apply myself, and look at me now. I'm a nurse. <laughs> with two bachelor degrees. Two of them, not just one. Two of them. Mm, you yeah. know. Yeah, now, two bachelor degrees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not, not like a bachelor and master's. No, no, I decided to do two bachelors. I mean, because you know, fuck my life. I mean, yeah. you, you gotta get it done. You gotta get something. You gotta get mm. some piece of paper. Like that's that's uh, yeah. that's a major thing. That's what it is, piece of paper. <laughs> at least that's what my first one was. <laughs> Be like, so what can I do with this when I graduate? nothing oh well okay it's a it's a pre-health degree great so <laughs> regardless i need to do another thing yeah okay see now now before we even get back into that like i want to think i want to talk about like some like passions you had now growing up like you said adhd kid what were some of the things that you just loved that just you were just drawn to the jungle gym the <laughs> 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 I wanted nothing more than to just play in the jungle gym. That was all that was in my thoughts. I had so much energy. I was just like, I just want to hang upside down on those monkey bars <laughs> right now. Be like three plus three. Wh- who cares? What monkey, do I need this for? Monkey nothing. bars though, upside monkey down. Bars, yeah, that was yeah. The, that was the life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely had great imagination. Loved being outdoors. You know, didn't get those video games and everything. I was just always I mean, outside that- in my own little world in my head. I mean, but that's a that's a little bit of a great thing because, like, I think especially nowadays with how everyone's like so with so much with the screen time that yeah. a lot of people don't enjoy the outdoors as much no. as they should because it's no, no, really they don't, and you know that, that therein lies part of the problem of what's going on in society. Just exactly, just small part. Very small, very small. <laughs> yeah, social media is uh, the bigger part, I'd say, but. Uh, See, like, all right. And here we are doing this on social media. I mean, yeah, you know, we, we use it. We use the we use the bad for the good, though. Like, you know, that's how we try to flip it around. That, that's what this whole thing's about. You know, yeah. that's the big thing. Now, we, now we touched a little bit onto it. Now we're we're gonna kind of like smooth more over. Like, I'm thinking about like, as yourself, you know, uh, woman, disabled woman at that. You know, in today's society, how how do you how do you view it? How do you how do you feel about it? And we you know we talked a little bit about it just now, but like how, how do you how, like what do you think about how things are going nowadays? As a as a as a woman? 
or in, in general, in you're, general. In, you're in general thesis. Well, I'd say society's pretty fucked right now. <laughs> I mean, you're just battling with this moronic convoy. I don't know if you guys support that, but uh, yeah. No. I mean, like, you know, my thing is, I of course, I support everyone's right for free speech, but then it's like, at the same time, I feel like, me personally, it's just like, if you really have a problem with the politicians, go inside their house. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. No, but the thing is, like, we're nobody is free to do whatever the fuck they want. Like, it's just not a thing. Like, you're not free to go around and fucking shoot people. Like, yeah. <laughs> my God, you can't just go out and do that shit. Like, we there there are laws, regulations, rules for a reason. Very true. Like, there's there's you can't anarchy. Just do whatever unless, the fuck you want. It's very true. It's very true. <sighs> So, like, I mean, they're saying, oh, my God, we're destroying their freedom by making them wear a mask and get a 0.5 mil injection that um, most of the, well, not most of the world, but a huge portion of the world has gotten. And lo and behold, we're all still alive with no consequences. Like, vaccine reactions are so minuscule. Don't even get me started. I can't. I can't. Uh, see like but like this is an interesting topic just because like i always wanted to get into it a little bit just because you as a nurse now you're you're really on the front lines of this so it's like how did like how do, how do you what do you see on a daily basis like from like you know being at work and then like obviously with your expertise in the field well i was uh off for most of like the the well, i was off for the whole beginning of the pandemic mm-hmm. starting and everything just with my injury and whatnot and so i sort of got into it during the third or fourth wave i think it might have been the third wave um but like i've got a lot of friends who work on the front lines and everything and now i'm working in like the patient flow department and so i'm seeing the cases and everything and like the large portion of people that are getting covid and like are in hospital and in my icu are all unvaccinated like i mean it's it's hard and um it's just sort of continuing this surge of patients coming in and now everyone who comes into the hospital has to be isolated the number of isolation rooms rooms we have in the hospital is like so little so it's creating backflow problems we're having to cancel surgeries and like everything like it's it's awful and you know if everyone just did their part you know we wouldn't be in this situation but you know people are fighting for their freedoms <laughs> by taking away other people's freedoms you know like <laughs> it's funny how that works it's yeah. funny how that works like because mm-hmm. my, my main thing is this like i remember i saw something that was this block like they were blocking like an ambulance was getting getting their way through and i i, I saw eventually like they're trying to move away but it's like move move out of the way mm-hmm. but then to me it's like as someone who's been in like a life and death situation, as you may know, <laughs> like it, those that two minutes that you take to move could really cost me my life, and like Seriously. those are things that like I feel people need to think about if you are going to protest yeah. things. Is like, well, somebody died <laughs> in an ambulance because the ambulance didn't get to the hospital on time because of these trucks just chilling in the way. Like it sucks because that person would have survived had they gotten to the hospital on time, and like you know it's. I, I mean, as soon as you put that family member of one of these people there, they would be like, okay, you know what? This is not cool. But no. Yeah, that's know? just, this is the weird thing about it, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a very Actually, weird thing. You know it's somebody like, personally in the situation, you know? I feel like that's the thing with a lot of things with people. Like, they don't understand things until they know somebody who's personally in it. And now it's like, yeah. oh, wow, I view this whole situation very differently. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't realize. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, it's the same thing for us, right? Like, exactly. I mean, until we got disabled, so like, how how often do you really think about, oh, this bathroom, this accessible bathroom, <laughs> isn't really accessible? It'd be Not like, okay, like you've got no push button on the door, but you've got the wheelchair sign on it. Be like. <laughs> How am I supposed to get out of here? Yeah, <laughs> how are you supposed to get in and or out? Like the door opens one way, we like that's very hard as a person in a wheelchair to open. Like <laughs> especially if you don't have the use of your hands, like all of yes. us do. Yeah, you know. And but that's a good segue to kind of go into like I want to talk a little bit about like obviously a dramatic situation that happened to you, which is obviously getting a spinal cord injury. Yeah. Tell us about that story. Fun times. Did you want like the short version, the medium version, or the long version? Give us the long version. We oh got God. all the time. Okay, yeah. So the, the, the short version is uh, I skied into a tree and uh, <laughs> royally fucked myself up. <laughs> we're allowed to swear on here. Because yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's the short version. Yeah. The, the long version is I went skiing and I skied into a tree which apparently you're not supposed to do. I, I had to learn that the hard way. Um, you know, people told me not to do that. I was just like, ah, but is it really so bad? <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so yeah, I like hit the tree. I was lying in the snow. I like instantly lost feeling from like my waist down, but I didn't mm. really notice it because you know, your body starts going into shock, yeah. right? Like It's more like a tingly feeling than like... It's just, it, it's just like your whole brain is just like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm in the snow just looking up. My leg is clearly broken like at an odd angle like and so that's all you really see when you look at me be like mm -hmm. okay shit her leg is broken like pushing a button here oh no you were good we're good okay cool. <laughs> <laughs> oops uh yeah so um i was surrounded by people on the hill they were like okay you know we have to straighten your leg this is gonna hurt and i was like oh, okay and they did it and i didn't feel anything and i was like oh that wasn't so bad okay <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. Is this really happening to me? They started cutting off my clothes. And I was like, I just bought these pants. Oh, I know that I feeling. Like, I know that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> I was like, listen, guys, do you really have to? And my coat, too. Can you just take the coat off? They're like, we have to get your clothes off. They're like, okay, well, now I'm naked <laughs> in the middle of winter on a hill, now being sledded down the hill. And it wasn't until I got into the ambulance when I knew something was wrong. I was like, okay, you know, something's really bad because, like, they lay you flat. I had the thing around my neck, and, you know, my leg is now straightened. Couldn't feel anything, really. And I was obviously, my body was going into shock, so I was slowly bleeding to death, I guess. Just, like, body's like, okay. <laughs> Shutting down. <laughs> yeah, but then the ambulance started going, and, you know, every bump, you lay, they lay you on this hard platform there and just like i completely shattered my sacrum like my pelvis um so like any little bump my butt's just bouncing against oh, this board i've god. never screamed like that in my entire life oh my god so much pain it was awful i'm pretty sure i scared the living daylights out of the I poor person even in the ambulance she's like oh my god what's wrong where are you hurting i was like my fucking ass my fucking ass <laughs> And eventually, like, had somebody prop their fists up under, like, my pelvis, and that helped a little bit, but oh my god, it was awful. Uh, and I guess they weren't able to get an IV in me, because I assume I was just bleeding out, so my veins were just like, hey, we're gone. <laughs> no, no, son. And so they didn't give me any, like, pain medication until I got to the hospital, and the doctor's like, okay, what she received for pain? And they're like, we haven't been able to give her anything. He's like, are you fucking kidding? 
And after that, everything was just sort of in and out, you know, like a like one of those movie scenes where you yeah, just get like flashes. flash shots, yeah. right? And I was just like, "Is this really happening?" Like I'm staring up at the ceiling, like people are talking to me, and it's white just light, very yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it was very bizarre. Um, and then they, I guess they must have stabilized me at Collingwood Hospital, mm-hmm. and then they ambulance or they put me in an orange to Sunnybrook. Okay. So you know, I got to fly and everything, which was <laughs> pretty cool. The, the orange helicopter. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like. As you say that, I re- like I remember being at Lynnhurst and like when you're outside, you always see like the yeah, orange helicopter fly. Too, right? Yeah, you hear them and see them fly over, going over to Sunnybrook yeah, all the to time. Sunnybrook, yeah, yeah, that was me. So now, anytime like one of those like passes me by, I'm just like flashbacks be like i hope those <laughs> hope that person's okay up yeah. in there right because you know it's bad if exactly. they've got the orange going yeah um yeah so turns out i had you know broken my my sacrum my spine dislocated from my pelvis i broke my t12 l1 my l5 was like a complete burst fracture and then everything else plus i broke my femur and my aorta tore which contributed to the shock um so i was just like slowly bleeding out from like my heart both my lungs were punctured so you know having problems breathing i had internal bleeding they were considering potentially removing my spleen because they're just like oh she might have like really damaged her spleen thank god they didn't have to remove that but yeah yeah so i had three major surgeries the first one was to fix the heart they did an abdominal exploration so i got a nice big cut there um when they tried to fix my heart it actually fully tore and so like they had to do chest compressions while the doctor was fixing my heart because i was actually dying so they had to give me like huge amounts of fluid and blood products and everything so i swelled up i didn't even recognize me i got my mom to be taking pictures too (laughs) i was between like like in and out of surgeries and like my mom's like i'm totally intubated i have no idea what's going on but uh my mom's like there and i'm in and out and just like <laughs> take, this is pictures, take pictures of me like <laughs> i was like i need to know what's going on so i've got like these uh some some interesting pictures so my mom's like i don't want to do this don't make me do this and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like getting worked up so like my heart's going she's like oh god, oh, god. god. okay 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 i'm gonna take pictures so i've got some cool you know pictures of like like they had to leave my stomach open because i had so much fluid on board from when they gave me fluid so you during had, like, the surgery like your stomach open yeah yeah i've got a picture of like my stomach open um they put like a oh, plastic fuck. sheet over it um yeah really bizarre looking but uh, if they had closed me up i had so much fluid on board it would have damaged my organs so they had to leave me open until some of the swelling went down <laughs> Oh, yeah, fuck. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and then the second surgery was to close me up. And then the third surgery was all the spine stuff and fixing my leg and whatnot. So I had, like, staples all over my body, just pretty pretty intense. I had some pretty wild hallucinations, though, throughout it all. It was mm. pretty fun. Gotta, gotta love that ketamine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What like let, let, like what's one of the the most bizarre hallucinations you had off of it? Oh my god! So there's one point where um, there's one point where I always felt like my eyes were open. So I'd close my eyes and like they would still be open. So like by one point I'd close my eyes and it just like I had like X-ray vision. So like <laughs> I'd be able to see through everything like walls i'd be able to see through like people so like i was just watching like a bunch of like naked people at one point i thought like i 
was moved around to the ICU a bit too. And so mm. that attributed like sort of went into my hallucinations too. Yeah. So like I knew I was moving around and like um, just like panicked, like what's going on. And so at one point I, uh, I work in psychiatry as a nurse um, or before my accident I did. And so I like hallucinated that I saw one of my regulars come in and like was being thrown into the drunk tank or whatever and then there's just a bunch of people in this drunk tank just fighting cops and, oh and like and like I'm just in this room and like the there's like windows and everything through it and I'm just like what is going on like oh my god why, and why is everybody naked why, are why is bunch, everybody naked? Why, are there just a bunch of naked cops fighting like <laughs> I was like I don't know what's going on this is fucking weird I was like I'm definitely hallucinating this is not real and then there was one point where I thought like I was in a wheelchair I was not in a wheelchair there was no way I could have been in a wheelchair and then like I was in ICU but I always thought that in the ICU within the ICU there was just a gym where you know people were working out and so I'd be like, I'd roll in, like, they'd push me in a wheelchair mm. into this place, and there'd just be people working out, and then they'd leave me, and I'd be like, so what am I supposed to do? Do you guys want me to, like, work out? Like, should I be working out? And I'd be like, okay, can somebody help me with this machine? And then any time, somebody, somebody from the gym would come and be like, okay, first we need to listen to your stomach. Be like, why do you need to listen to my stomach? So I guess this, was, this must have been when my stomach was open, uh. like, people would listen to my stomach. But every time, and I'd be like, why Why is everyone listening to my stomach? This is very strange. I just want to use this workout machine. Like, what, what's going on? Oh, so weird. See, like, that, now this is, like, an experience that I think a lot of people don't get to hear much about. Now, like, the recovery process. Now, like, give it, get, like just dive into that a little bit more. Just because, like, you were, we learn about all this craziness and just how you it, you know they saved your life pretty much you know they definitely did yeah <laughs> and now it's like they get back because i feel like for me as someone who's like been through a spinal cord injury i feel like like yeah when you get hurt it's it's like obviously a tough part but i feel like the hardest part is like actually getting back to like somewhat what you were before yeah so like i was in like i was only in hospital like the acute hospital for like um two or two and a half weeks ish and uh, then i went to lindhurst right yeah. and lindhurst is great yeah, uh, you know it's such Love a good guys. facility but uh you know this place is built for people in wheelchairs people like us people with dis disabilities right yeah. it's totally built with us in mind um, 100%. and it's fantastic right because yeah. like especially when we were in hospital um, and the everything was still yeah. open oh. right I can't even imagine right like today oh, I, I everything went there, is closed awful I went there a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. to get my Botox done in my bladder not my face just for you guys you know <laughs> yeah and um, when I went there it's like basically you can only go into the Robson Clinic you yeah. can't they, yep. they shut down the cafeteria it's they like pretty down, much done they shut down the cafeteria it's now outpatient yeah. and they took away like the little coffee place mm -hmm. and everything and replaced it with vending machines yeah. because that's healthy yeah <laughs> And yeah, and you can't like go into the wings of like at all. Yep. Nope. Nope. It's, it's and there's there's like so 
patients don't have anywhere to eat now so there's no like mingling yeah. of like people and like that was a huge part of the recovery was being able to talk with people that are going through this exact similar situation thing. like you know like all of our injuries are slightly different right but we all are struggling with very similar issues exactly and whatnot and that was a huge part of the recovery for myself i'm sure for you as well yeah. just like that camaraderie and knowing that you're not in this alone oh, i feel right? like that's a big thing because like you know a big thing about like i like to talk about on the show mainly is because of that is that i my mental health was i was struggling when i first got the lindhurst because it was you know the feeling alone and then trying to like recover and then you're still like in pain from all your other injuries and it was as but then to have like other people that were around that were you doing like, the same thing it's the yeah. same thing like i couldn't say oh you don't understand because you know exactly what i'm going yeah, through yeah. and it was like that just helped me get along and i feel like that's yeah. a big thing that a lot of people feel like they're alone through a lot of situations yeah yeah no it was uh definitely the biggest thing for me was knowing that i wasn't alone in this situation um and having somebody to talk to they're just like yeah you know <laughs> i get it i get it it fucking sucks yeah yeah <laughs> so so but the thing they don't really prepare you for is going home oh, right right gosh. that's the hardest part is you go <laughs> home and you're just like what do Shit, i do now? like the world is not actually it's not Linhurst. designed for me for people with disabled disabilities right like you're like shit like what do i do now and then you are you're at home you're alone like it was that was probably the hardest transition for me was that aspect so when i was at lindhurst and everything was great uh you know and you're there for a couple months too so it's almost like you get a little comfortable with it yeah yeah exactly i was there for like two two and a half months i think Uh, yeah Yeah. i think i was there for like three yeah yeah they they pushed you out pretty quickly unfortunately compared to what they used to do but i mean it was long enough that you know i could got out of the wheelchair i was able to use my little walker and whatnot so yeah, i remember uh, you with the walker <laughs> yeah, yeah my little walker and my trekking poles yeah yeah i was like oh i'm 30 years old and using a walker awesome we're killing life right now <laughs> yeah exactly fuck oh man uh, but yeah the recovery you know at the beginning you're just really really focused on yourself so mm-hmm. i didn't really have time to stop and think about not really think about how this is going to impact my life and that mm-hmm. was that was what happened when i went home when i went home i was like fuck so like okay. what, were, what were your first thoughts of like that like because i feel like I'm, i was the same where it's like the, when you go through the whole hospital rehab process you're not really you don't really i feel fully comprehend your injury because it's like yeah you're in places that assist you with that the whole time until you get home and then you don't like you don't have all that and yeah. it's like you know it's like it, everything hits you in your face so it's like what were your, what were your first thoughts around so so it did i mean it was helpful also not helpful at the same time me being a nurse because i understood what was going on i understood everything that they were telling me and whatnot mm-hmm. so it was just like okay so i've got a spinal cord injury like can't feel my legs like can't move my foot like this much like uh oh it did help that nobody told me that i wouldn't be able to walk again i feel Mm -hmm. as though that would have been a even bigger struggle for me being told that hey you're never gonna walk again i mean i'm not gonna lie i got that one like you know when i woke up that's like the first thing that they told me yeah be like like, you're paralyzed fully paralyzed yeah yeah no so nobody ever told me that like they 
they were, you know, confident that I would be able to walk again. I was like, okay, that's good. So, you know, I'm going to try my best mm-hmm. to get there. And I mean, at the same time, everybody tries to exactly. regain as much as they can, right? Be like, you know what? Fuck, fuck you. I'm yeah. not going to walk again. I don't think so. Exactly. So, yeah, Someone just beat the odds, you know? Keep right. it pushing. Right. And so I was lucky enough that uh, my spinal cord injury wasn't that bad bad in regards like it was lower down so i didn't uh like it affects my legs like i'm still partially paralyzed yeah, obviously of course. like it, i've got spinal injuries last forever they never go away unfortunately yeah it was my cauda equina that i really fucked up and that's where my bowel bladder oh. stuff comes into place yeah see like yeah. that's what sucks is like that's the thing i try to tell people sometimes it's like people see me in the chair and they just assume oh if i was walking like i'll be perfectly fine i'm like that's not true at all mm. my bowel bladders will still be fucked yeah and like that's a whole ordeal in itself well that's one of the hardest things about my injury right like i mean at least like like i understand like being in a wheelchair people see you and so you get that sympathy factor from Mm -hmm. people and that sort of understanding right whereas me like to look at me nobody would really know unless they really watched my walking closely because i do walk with a little bit of a limp um but no like i have these lasting things right like there's still a chance i could shit or piss myself and like i don't get sympathy for that people be like what the fuck is wrong with this chick right with me they're like oh no it's okay yeah yeah, exactly i've definitely shit myself in front of people and they're just like (laughs) it's all right don't worry right you know yeah yeah so i mean it's a it's definitely different mentally because i don't get any sympathy really people Mm -hmm. don't know what i'm going through like my struggles day to day and that's probably one of the harder things about it like i mean i'm super thankful that i can walk and everything but i still do have issues that people just don't see um so that's something that i still struggle with day to day is just mostly bowel bladder stuff and just like that sort of thing but uh I mean that's that that is definitely a hassle in itself because like you know my whole morning routine to get me up like if it's a non-suppository day for you guys who don't know what suppositories are it's yeah you know google it a little bit but you know she gave you a little hint there but what if it's a non-suppository i might be sitting on the toilet for like three hours just to make sure i don't shit myself yeah exactly right and it takes time right like i have days where it's just like okay i'm in the bathroom for like an hour and then in and out for the rest of the day like fuck me like that's my whole day just worrying uh and uh you know mentally you're just like okay so i need to go to work today my stomach is like feeling not so great like oh boy you know (laughs) here we go (laughs) and it's like these are the type of things like like i said with me in the chair like people can see what's going on so they, they give you that sympathy well for you it's like you're going through pretty much the exact same thing I go through because it's like, and but because you're walking around, it's like, oh, well, you sh- you should be fine. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a uh, yeah. you learn to deal with everything, right? And you like, I've always been a pretty honest person. Like I talk about my injury, I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with telling people about it and whatnot. But I mean, there's some things where you don't usually just come out and be like, hey, so yeah, exactly. sometimes I piss myself. <laughs> 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 doesn't happen very often but every now and then yeah like you know same with me same with me it happens you know yeah, yeah. and so yeah and so dating dating with a spinal cord injury is just a whole oh. new level of fucked yeah oh it, my god that was a very interesting thing because like i remember for me when i first started 
I was like, first of all, confidence was at like an all-time low because yeah. you know, wheelchair guy, and with me with my injury, mine's like about T four, T three ish, so like it it made me I develop like ED. So on top of this, it's like uh, I'm like, how am I really gonna do this now? And yep. so, like, at first, I remember I would go on, like, these, like, dating, like, apps and stuff like that. But I would always, like, post pictures that, like, didn't seem like I was in a wheelchair or something. So, it's like, you know, people try to get to know the real me. And it's okay. I did that. And then I would say, oh, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. And usually I would get, uh-huh. oh, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry about that. And then not here. And then again. ghost. Yeah. Yep. And then ghost. This is, like, it, it was a routine yeah. thing. And I'm just like, Wow people are like full of shit you can just say you don't want to talk to me like it's okay yeah no uh you you learn really fast that being more honest is better than exactly the sort of uh not talking as much about your injury right so exactly. like as a wheelchair like you want to show you're in a wheelchair for me like hey if i get intimate that was a fun learning experience <laughs> uh yeah getting getting intimate with people and just being like so kind of kind of pooped a little there like <laughs> i didn't i'd be like i did not realize that could happen be like and so th- definitely traumatized one or two guys yeah. along with myself of course it's okay myself. it's okay because like, like you yeah know? So, so like the poo is one thing the pee is always like pretty much always it's yeah. like you need to lay down things and you know there's no spontaneous sex anymore there's preparation it's planned out it's a, it's a little bit more planning you know uh, i've definitely had to like okay yeah i think i might pee i think i should stop right now <laughs> yeah. like kind of feeling that little little tingly banana yeah yeah so that was that was really fun so now like at first I, di- I didn't know and then you know i tried okay i'm not gonna really raise it until it sort of happens mm-hmm. and that didn't go well uh so now it's just like okay before i get intimate be like i i have a few things to tell you so always an always a fun conversation um uh, fortunately I'm, I'm pretty open i'm pretty honest about it and you know it, honestly if you don't laugh about it you're gonna cry about it I, so one of my like, biggest things I, I i take from everything and with like going through the spinal cruises it's better to laugh than cry yeah yeah exactly i mean like we have our days yeah we have yeah, our days course. certainly where we cry yeah like especially for me uh, right before i get my period awful hormones fuck hormones <laughs> see for me it, it's like the random days like i just like some days i'll just wake up and just be cool and i'll be thinking about something or it'll be th- like what we were talking about the other day where it's like something that reminds something, you of your injury something happens usually bowel bladder related yeah. you're just like oh fuck right it's like you, you just remember where you're like oh my gosh and you get into yeah. this zone where it's almost like the first couple of the first the first days i like call it you know going through the whole experience where you're just like yeah oh this sucks yeah. that i'm in this but then eventually you're just like eh. yeah be like I, you know, you give yourself like a little bit of time for it and then you just be like okay i need to go on with my life exactly like, i can't change anything so i've had my meltdown okay now i need to get back to life like I, one thing i love one thing i i live by is like if you can't change it love it so that's why you know i just we just turn i just me yeah. personally i turned out to like owning it more it's like yeah uh, I'm, a, I'm a disabled man like you know yep. this is this is me this is this is the life yep so you know these things might happen from time to time i might fall out of my chair i might piss myself and i i might number two it just it just happens you don't know right <laughs> every day is an adventure exactly exactly <laughs> you know we just got a, a more complicated one but we make it through yeah so like 
one thing I wanna I wanna know too with like going through this whole experience is like with the negative what how have you turned the negatives into a positive? Turning the negatives into a positive Honestly, it's mostly like we just talked about, just laughing at yourself, be like, like, and just making a joke of it, be like, oh, so this happened, uh, <laughs> okay, you know, at least I didn't shit myself today. I know those ones. I know. shit yourself. It's always a great day when you don't <laughs> yeah. shit yourself. Uh, so, yeah, that that's pretty much the, and I mean, like, but the nice thing about my profession is with nursing, there's so many different categories of nursing. So I can still do my job. I just can't do bedside really anymore. I mean, I okay. could probably do it, but I'd probably hurt myself. Yeah, yeah. More so. Safe you know, If I, if I want to preserve my body until, you know, I'm at retirement age, I probably should go a little easier on myself. So. I, I would recommend that, you know? Yeah. So. so, yeah, uh, just you know there you just have to be grateful for what you still have for the people in your life you know and it's the little things thing. yeah. yeah yeah exactly be like you know i can for me i can walk great mm. you know and there's days where i'm just like damn i'm doing so good look at me i feel so confident <laughs> with my walking you know and then like an 80 year old woman will pass me using her walker and i'll be like <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> one by the uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, lady, go. <laughs> go, fuck me. Whatever. Yeah, you, just, you just gotta appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, honestly, like, be like, you know, I'm be like, well, <laughs> I still feel like I'm doing pretty well. God. Uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's happened a lot, though. Just be like, some, like, super old person will pass me while I'm, like, cruising and, like, doing my thing. Think I'm doing great. <laughs> happen, I'll be like. They're just like, oh, you're, like, you're in the way a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No, there's definitely days where I'm just like, oh, fuck, I feel so sore. Yeah. Uh, that, that's one thing, like, for me, because, like, I haven't walked in, like, almost, like, five years now. So, it's like, for, for someone who's, like, lost the ability to walk and then regained it. Tell people like how hard that is to like actually walk. Yeah, God. After, re- after like losing walking, that ability, walking is way more complex than we realize. <laughs> oh my God, there are a lot of muscles that go into walking. <laughs> so like at the beginning, like I was wheelchair bound for about two months mm. or so before I could actually like sort of walk, like with the walker, just yeah. you know, baby steps, whatnot. Uh, so like at first it just started with you know trying to stand mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know when you're sitting for like months that is a very difficult thing yeah no and there's a lot of muscles and like two months of not sitting everything is like basically chewed up and like mm. gone like you're weak you're stiff like n- everything is deteriorated to the point of like i need to regain s- a lot of things back now because i haven't been using these muscles uh yeah and um it's uh it's hard and it's really discouraging when you're just like standing and you're just like you're slowly (laughs) falling back down again and be like okay i gotta just keep trying and oh my god i had to get like these like like leg braces, braces that yeah. basically just like stabilized because my calves were just my my calves still suck <laughs> my net but but i don't have to wear the braces anymore so that's a that's, that's a plus that's a plus yeah yeah so like i mean you only need like really big muscles to be able to sort of walk like an idiot but you need a lot of more intricate feet muscles like mm-hmm. calf muscles hips everything yeah. to actually be able to walk well and it's still it's still frustrating when I'm just like, you know, 
trying to do something and be like, I'm trying to move this group of muscles and I can't, right? Like you look at it and you're just like, I, it's there. Like I you see feel, you it, feel right? Like but it. like, why isn't it moving? See, like for me, because I, I like, I don't know if you, can you still not feel like from the waist though? Yeah. So I've got like, it's mostly all the backsides. So, like I can't feel my butt at all. Like the backs okay. of my legs, the backs of my calves and like the sides of my feet and heels okay. um, that I can't feel. And, like I can't spread my toes or anything anymore. My calves aren't great, but. Cause I, I always find that interesting just as someone like for me, cause like I can still feel my whole body, but like I just can't move it. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, because like that's that's the interesting about the spinal cord, right? Like the spinal cord, when you say you've got a spinal cord injury, right? Like people automatically assume, okay, you can't move or feel anything, mm-hmm. right? But depending on what parts of the spinal cord were severed, like there's movement and then there's sensory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's crazy that you can actually feel. For, for me, it was just like certain things for both movement and sensory were mm. lost. And then the cauda equina was what I totally obliterated. And that also controls some leg stuff. And so that was probably yeah. the most affected. So I think more or less like my paraplegia um, healed up for the most part. Mm. Um, so it was just the cauda equina part of my spine that was not great. But yeah, no, very, very bizarre when you're just like yeah because like that's exactly what i'm gonna ask like when you're touched when you touch yourself and you can't feel that yeah yeah no it's a very very weird like like and like if i I push deep enough i can sort of feel like really deep sensory like i can feel the muscles moving but uh yeah i know otherwise like i can pinch myself and be like oh nothing right like and the weird thing was like the whole uh right side of my like my left side was the most effective but Mm. the whole right side of my leg like i totally lost like um heat sensation i kind of know what you mean because like for me it's like from underneath the injury i can't feel wet temperature yeah wet wet, yeah or like temperature nothing yeah so it's like unless like they like staying there for a while then i just like my body's like okay something's like something something's wrong yeah yeah but other than that like I really like so I know exactly what you mean. It's like that was a crazy thing to explain to people too. Is where it's like I don't feel wet, and they're like, "What do you mean?" It's like I yeah, just don't. I mean, like, you can't. You don't like, feel it. Like, that, that, that <laughs> sensation, right? So, it's just yeah. like I like I can feel like when water touches me, but I can't like feel the sensation of being wet on like my legs anymore. It's yeah, a, that's a weird concept to try and explain and to explain to your brain too right because yeah. <laughs> like i'll be in the shower and it's like up here i feel like yeah. I, I feel wet everything and oh. then it's like i go down and i'm like no nope, nothing like, like am i wet am i, uh, I who knows <laughs> I yeah yeah it was weird like i when i was in the hospital bed like i had fevers pretty much ongoing mm-hmm. and so like i'd be like super hot and so they'd put ice packs on me but uh, I only really realized that something was off with the right side. So the left side's the most effective, but I've got full temperature sensation mm. on this side. And so they were putting like ice packs on me. I'd be like, oh yeah, that feels so good. And then they'd switch it over to the left or to the right side. Um, and there was just like nothing. I was just like, that's really weird. Like, why isn't that as refreshing as it was on the other side? <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> and then I'd be like out in the middle of winter because my accident happened in the winter, obviously. Oh, yeah. It was a skiing accident. And I'd be out in the winter just like in a t-shirt and like my pants and I'd just be like, <gasps> still so hot. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just chilling outside in like negative 20 degree weather, just fucking warm. See, that's the crazy thing about like how like a spinal cord injury can just affect like the way your body regulates temperature. Yeah. Because like we were, we were talking about this earlier, how it's like you're usually hot, I'm usually cold. And it's like for me, I remember my injury happened. It did happen like going into the winter. But then by the time I like left for Lindhurst and everything, it was close to summertime. Mm. So and I'd be outside in the summertime in a hoodie, hoodie yep. everything and yep. the wind the breeze would blow the nice cool summer breeze that everyone loves and it would make me shiver sure. like i'm freezing yeah. now and i'm like oh yeah. my god yeah, that's <laughs> super common with spinal cord injuries yeah it's usually like the like the the c section or like the the cervical spine mm. injuries that experience that more than the paraplegics but yeah i think uh it's just super uncomfortable yeah because it's just like I'm, I'm trying to enjoy the sun too like you know i couldn't even do it that yeah. summer like i was just like I'm, I'm i'm too cold for this yep yep always wearing a hoodie but no now me i'm just like fuck even what i'm wearing right now is warm and it's cold outside today <laughs> it's cold outside yeah yeah Ugh, awful oh man but like you know that's that's just the life we live you know it's the life we live and we're getting through it so now trying to yes now like going forward now like wh- what do you see for yourself like hmm? oh that's all good it's a little water situation but like going forward now like how do you feel like like how do you see yourself like what what do you see is going like you know for the future what, what, what holds for stephanie I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's a, it's a loaded question because, like, especially I feel like with people who've been in situations like us, where it's like you've literally been in life in death situations, you kind of don't think too far ahead sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I try not to think that far ahead, just because you know we're just trying to get by day to day most of the time, right? Exactly. Um, but now, like, I'm in re- my return to work process. I mean, I've been back to work for about seven seven or eight months now um, but i mean still like they're having troubles like accommodating my injury because like if i sit too long i get pain if i stand too long i get uh. pain right like because i totally i basically obliterated my ass so like sitting mm. standing everything is in that region like it it causes pain and so they're just like okay well what can we do for this girl that you know is where it works for her so uh just finding out trying to figure out job wise like what i'm going to end up doing and it's still still i don't know like i'm in an office mm-hmm. right now um but i mean i still have to take right trying to make sure that i take regular breaks where i just like lie on my back with my feet in the air just yeah. to try and relieve some of that uh discomfort so yeah i don't know what's in the future for me right now i think i might maybe go back to school but I mean, I don't even know what I'm going to be capable of doing at the end of the day, right? Like, and what they're going to be able to accommodate for me. So, I don't know. And I don't know if I'm going to, like, like, I talked to them about having, being able to have kids and everything. Cause, like, mm-hmm. I, I have, like, a big pelvic screw. And I was like, is that going to affect, like, my ability to have kids? Mm. And they say it, it won't. But I can't even imagine, like with this injury actually like carrying a child if i wanted to you would have to i still don't know I, I even thought about like now that you say that because like even if you would have to like like be on like, something like bed rest how would you do that because it's like you can't lay down all day right i know painful <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm literally just taking it day by day and you know if i find the right guy then sure maybe i'll try and see what happens but i don't know 
I mean, that's, that's 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 the life. That's the life. That's the life that we live. But you know, I think at the same time, there's like the, the beauty of it, the beauty in it is that like what I've seen and realized with my own personal self is that there's always someone that just finds you and just loves you for you, and they're just like, yeah. I'm fuck with yeah. it. I'm rocking you to the wheels to fall off, no matter the situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. I find it like, and like we were talking about dating before, being honest helps a lot. Because <laughs> you know, uh, if they if they're not equipped to handle it, they'll tell you and be like, "Great, I don't want to be with somebody who's not going to be able to be with me mentally as well as physically." Right? You yeah. know, so good. Uh, yeah, but no, there's definitely people out there that love us, disabled people. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, like, you know, I really appreciate you for coming through today, Steph. Like, you know, I always appreciate everyone coming through just telling their stories just because, like, I know it's not always easy for people. So, you know, uh, much appreciation Honestly, is always here. talking about it is helpful. That's, that's what we're trying to push here. Yeah. We're trying to push. You know, no one's alone. We could be a little vulnerable, have a little laugh, and then we keep going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nope. It's, uh, and I mean, like, everybody that went through Lindhurst obviously probably had to see a psych- psychologist, yeah. whatever, yeah, just, sure. just to talk through things. And that's a big thing is just having people around you that you can talk to this about. So mm-hmm. um, collecting those those people around you is really important in this this uh, this life. Yeah. Um, so And I mean, it is hard to right? especially like getting around places and whatnot right like i mean how often do we leave our houses especially in the uh, winter time. especially <laughs> during the winter time especially in a pandemic right yeah. like for you getting around must be just that much harder right oh yeah for, for sure. me i'm just like ice everywhere i'm not stable enough to deal with this <laughs> see for me it's the opposite because it's like i could i could move on the ice it's the snow where i got the problems now yeah it's like because i now i can't yeah. push nowhere oh man i had to get to work uh during that big snowstorm that we had I leave my house oh god i shouldn't have left my house (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like trying to like trek through this deep snow and i have enough trouble walking on solid flat ground and i'm trying to like wade through snow at like 6 30 in the morning when nothing has been shoveled and everything's everywhere i'm just like wow i feel like super crippled right now <laughs> oh my god this, uh, this, this hill is an obstacle yeah the snow pile is a big obstacle for me the hills are always a bitch yeah. trust me i know those ones yeah oh god fuck ttc i hate ttc <laughs> see what you guys do to my i don't like the way you guys did my friend you gotta, you gotta hook us up more seriously oh, i was standing waiting for a goddamn streetcar for like 50 minutes in the cold mm. be like where are they and how come 10 have gone by the opposite direction clearly they are able to go to down the street <laughs> like so why is this not happening this way and where are they going are they just disappearing once they go that way like <laughs> i know there's like 10 of you down that way there must be 10 of you coming where are you <laughs> but you know that's how it is they're always moving slow during these times and it's like Especially as someone like like us, where we already have a bad enough time getting around as it is, and now yeah. it's like freezing, and I'm waiting longer than I should. No real reasons yep. of like when 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 these things are coming. Yep. No updates provided. Like great, and like the longer I'm out here, I'm just getting stiffer and stiffer and stiffer. <laughs> Fantastic. <sighs> Yeah, the the world is not built for us, unfortunately. It's not, but we gotta we make our way through it, cause you know that's just what we gotta do. You know? Yeah, so. we just gotta like you know 
advocate as well yeah right? that's like, a big places, thing places that we like to go to be like listen this place you say is accessible and you know i know it costs money and it takes time to fix these issues but like please for the love of god because <laughs> i feel like do these, it they, they, they just help out all of us in general because i feel like in general like nowadays i feel like stairs are fucking stupid i'm sorry, sorry to say that but it's like yo why not just wrap everything like right. everyone can climb a ramp like you know for the most part man yeah. so some of these That's accessible true. ramps are like oh this is like, like a straight up and you're like yeah, okay when i'm like, midway through this how like, am i I'm gonna dying, keep going i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> oh man i took to wheelchair really really well though like when i was hospital mm-hmm. i was like this is fantastic i was like look at me fun. just motoring around like woo especially I, when you're like bed bound for such a long right? time It'd be like so much freedom yeah. i can move so fast right now when the floors are like zippy clean and nice and clear i gave myself severe carpal tunnel because i was just going so hard in the wheelchair mm. yeah see that's the thing uh, like you know you got to be easy you have to be really careful now, like, with your hands, your hands and your shoulders and your arms it's oh a my lot. God. It's a lot that Lots goes into it. Lots of things you just don't think about, right? So Until like, it happens. And Ooh. hey, we've got an aging population going back to like accessibility. Our population mm-hmm. is aging. We should have everything accessible now. And like, right. I know they're pushing for it, but we're in Toronto. The city was built Hundreds a long of years ago. time ago. And uh, it is not accessible. Not we've got all. all these really old restaurants and really old and houses buildings. with <laughs> like doorways that are built for very small people, people not in wheelchairs yeah like it was it was a hard thing for me like with getting an apartment was finding one where i could actually fit through the bathroom right like you know yeah. i that's something i never and thought the, of before. the way the door opens as well because if the door opens a certain way now it's blocking things as well it's too. crazy yeah. yeah oh god so many things go into our lives that people just don't realize yeah you know, they, don't, they don't think about because it, it doesn't affect them i think nope. like that's the main thing uh, yep. but you know that's why you got people like us so you know, we talk a lot and we we're not we're not afraid to talk about what's going on and we got a lot of time to do it exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know we're just gonna, we're gonna wrap this up though you know steph again thank you for coming through i really appreciate anytime, it man anytime you know we might have to have you for a part two because i think you're gonna be a lovable character on this show oh, i'm okay <laughs> with that <laughs> so you know this is the real world podcast you play master twice so you know we just wrap it up now Later. <laughs> that was good.